0: Hello again, and welcome back to the Fear and Beer Podcast, where we talk all things horror, horror nights, and just a dash of beer. I'm Nick. And I'm Seamus. All right. We haven't really talked about what we were going to be doing this episode. I came up with it, like, today. This was on the fly, yeah. <laughs> we recorded, so we recorded late last week. We recorded on, what, Saturday?
1: Friday? Friday, Friday night. But didn't get out till Sunday. So. Yeah,
0: and we put it out on Sunday, and even then we were like, we'll talk it out during the week, and we'll figure out what we're going to go through, and blah, 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 and we'll figure it out, and we tossed around a couple ideas. We were thinking of, you know, ranking Christmas movies again. We already did that, and we were thinking of doing some sort of um what was our other idea that we're like we'll do that some other time i don't remember we had a couple different ideas that we floated and we're like that seems like we could do that at a better time and we don't want to rush that so what we're gonna do this week actually it fell through pretty quick with us we originally were like okay this is our top five top ten week we're gonna rank heroes we're gonna rank our all-time great horror heroes and then i was thinking well, do we want to rank them? Do we want to do like how we did with the fantasy draft? Do we want to like do a draft pick where if you pick one, it's it's off the board, you can't use it anymore. But then we settled on doing a bracket. So we found 16 different awesome horror heroes that either lasted, didn't last, or made a memorable impression on us. And we, we put them all out just like March Madness style, which again, I'm sure we'll revisit this yeah, uh, we'll revisit idea in, this, in a, couple a couple months. I
1: think we were saving this idea for March, but I think it works for this topic. And it doesn't, it prevents us from getting a little stale. Like yeah. Doing another top 10 movie related. Yeah.
0: I think this list. I think this is a, another good thing that we can slide in on those, you know, quote unquote top 10 weeks to kind of get the same effect, but be a little bit different. So that way it doesn't become, like you said, just
1: repetitive. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, we are already, prior to recording this, we set up the brackets. We did one through eight seed on each side, and we actually already talked through the first two rounds. So, on air, live, we are going to go through the final four and who wins the championship of the Ultimate Horror Hero, but before that, we are actually going to talk through all of the matchups that we kind of place. We try to do it a little bit strategically and kind of paired up people that would be a, a interesting conversation but we'll dive into that just as soon as we finish cracking open the beer that we got tonight
1: yeah so i didn't bring it this time nick has one that we uh, we're gonna share uh it looks like it's a it's a pint no it can't be one one well maybe one pint point nine flow ounces i don't know how to read this <laughs> this is a british beer so it comes all the way from us uh, it comes all the way to us from manchester england across the pond it's called fear of the dark and it's actually brewed in in collaboration with the band iron maiden Ooh. so it's got their little uh, zombie dude logo guy on the front of it dressed kind of like jack the ripper it's called fear of the dark obviously and very much to no one's surprise it is a stout because it's called fear of the dark so it might as well be a dark beer right uh, so they brewed it with what's called Robinson's Brewery, and interestingly enough, when I looked them up and kind of did some research on the brewery, they're a... It looks almost like a franchise kind of over there, um, but it's like a pub franchise, which has like stay, like an inn, like it's an inn slash pub, and they brew their own, own beer. So they got like 250 locations, and I don't know if they're all in England and or just outside England at all, or the UK actually, United Kingdom, but... It's pretty cool. I've never really heard of that before, like, a, like an in-franchise with a brewery attached to it. But it's a stout. It's a low ABB stout, which is kind of wild, 4.5% by volume. So it's not going to be too heavy. Um, but they say it's a dark-roasted, full-bodied, and rich stout with chocolate notes created by Bruce Dickinson and Robinson's head brewer, Martin Weeks. Fear the Dark is the first stout in the Trooper range and takes its name from Iron Maiden's iconic song of the same name. So I'm not much of an Iron Maiden fan. I am a metalhead, but I just never really could get into Iron Maiden. So I apologize to any of my old head uh, old head fans that are listening to us. But mm-hmm. I, can, I can I can relate. The, yeah, I forget his name. I forget, it's uh, name. Eddie. Eddie. There Eddie. You go. So Eddie the Head. But yeah. So it looks good. I'm ready to open it up. We'll give it a shot. Doesn't really have much to do with tonight's episode, but yeah. What well, was it? Fear uh, Fear of the Dark. Fear remember? of the Dark. Yeah.
0: These people have no fear of the dark. These are our heroes. <laughs> It's a good way to put it. It's a way to loosely tie everything, in some way, shape, or form.
1: Pretty dark.
0: Mm, actually, has a good head. Those like I always feel like whenever I get those pint or you know larger sized beers, they're a little lackluster. I don't. I feel like they're maybe batched in a more massive production, so they kind of lose that single can taste or whatever. But this one looks pretty good. It smells good. I am a I I do love my stouts.
1: Yeah, it's it's got a it's pretty it seems mean, basic. It doesn't seem yeah, like it's no, a, it any seems particular like a traditional flavor. stout. I mean yeah. maybe maybe I'm just not as versed on them as, as other styles, but I mean it's it's got that Guinness Guinness y yeah. smell to it. Even though Guinness is a nitro stout, obviously it's not a carbonated stout, but
0: It does smell like that.
1: So that's pretty good. I'm actually interested to try it and it's got chocolate in it, so oh, I wonder how heavy it'll be, but
0: I mean it does look pretty heavy i mean uh, it looks pretty dark at least so we'll see definitely get a little bit of that chocolatey taste but it is very light like that you know, like guinness is like a heavy looking beer but it goes down very light this kind of does the same thing for me it doesn't doesn't feel like there's a lot of substance to it
1: no it's definitely a thinner stout but i think that's just it's just that's what the style is Mm-hmm. Uh, for this type so I don't mind it of, like, it's, it's definitely it's more it, it caught me off guard it's kind of like a Guinness to me it's it's, it's not as smooth as Guinness yeah. that just comes from the fact that Guinness is a nitro mm-hmm. and this isn't but it's and not they're... bad I mean I don't I, don't, I don't I wouldn't probably run out and try to find it again just because I'm not a huge traditional stout guy no. I'm more of a milk stout, Saint, stout yeah. I like um, the milks I want butter stout yeah I
0: want if I'm drinking a stout I want like a flavor not just a, a stout for the sake of a stout This is very much in that middle ground of... It's kind of just a stout. There's nothing crazy about it. I don't get a giant chocolate taste from it, but there is a subtle hint of it. Ooh. All right. Well, shall we dive in to our hero bracket? So, first, what we're going to do is... This is a traditional bracket. So, if you aren't familiar with a March Madness bracket or just, like, a bracket in general, what we did is we have four different matchups on each side. There's a one seed, a two seed, a three seed, four seed, five seed, six, seven, eight. We seeded all the characters kind of based off of their prevalence, how well known they are, how well of a hero they are. There was no
1: exact science that went into this. No, it was
0: just, I mean, we kind of, we had our number ones and our number twos, and then from there we kind of just assigned the numbers. I mean, I think they are fairly accurate for the characters that we have selected, but, yeah,
1: no, I don't think we kind of just guessed. We definitely put a little bit of um, thought into it, I guess you would say. Like, yeah. I mean, like we said, it's not really an exact science, but kind of based on, the, I think, what you said, the the how iconic they are, partially how many movies they've been in, and just how good of a character they yeah. are. We
0: how kind of, how good of a job did they do facing the, they you were know, facing, the evil that right? they were facing? So, on our left side, and we didn't break these off by different regions or whatever, so the left side... We have our number one seed, Laurie Strode, going against our eight seed, Dutch, from Predator. After that, we have... Get to the chopper! It's the worst Arnold accent. Um, After that, we have our three seed, Ripley, from Alien, going against our six seed, Tommy Jarvis, from Friday the 13th. After that, we have our four seed, Ash, from Evil Dead, going against our five seed, R.J. McCready, from The Thing... And then our two seed is Sydney Prescott from Scream going against our seventh seed, Kirsty from Hellraiser. I had to read on that one. Yeah, Kirsty, 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 Kirstie, Kirstie. Kirstie, Kirstie, Kirstie Krabber, Krabber. Close um, enough. Close. One of those. Something with a K. Then on our opposite side, our right side, we have our number one seed, Sam Loomis from Halloween. The OG going against Tree from Happy Death Day. She's, yeah. our, she's our eighth seed.
1: She was one of those like playing... Yeah. game.
0: Yep. Characters. Yep. We have our number 3 seed Father Damien from The Exorcist going against our number 6 seed Ben from Night of the Living Dead. We have Alice from Friday the 13th as our 4 seed going against our 5 seed Helen from Candyman. And then to round out that first round we have our number 2 seed of Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street going against Chris from Get Out, our 7th seed. So I know that was a lot of information and it's hard to kind of visualize all that. And we're going to do our best to get that. We're going to get this bracket, a picture of it at some point and post that. So you can kind of see exactly what we were looking at, but let's go one by one. we're going to start all the way on that left side. And let's just go right from the top. Lori Strode, number one seed versus Dutch, the eight seed and
1: predator. I think it's pretty easy to know yeah. who's going to win that one. I mean, Dominant seed's gonna probably win that game no matter what happens. Yeah. I mean, Dutch is a great character, don't get me wrong. I love Arnold, I love classic 80s Arnold, like, yeah. shop, like that type Arnold. So impossible to understand. Uh, yeah, stroke Arnold. I mean, let's be honest, it has one of the best bro handshakes in movie history mm-hmm. where they're the like, CIA yes, got
0: you pushing too many pencils, you son of a bitch, <laughs> and
1: like straight up just like man meat. Like, it, it, I love that movie, I love Predator, I love, the, I love the franchise, and I love Dutch as a character, but. I mean, going up against Laurie, I think as far as just being iconic, yeah, Laurie's obviously going to win that matchup hands down.
0: I I think we can both agree that Laurie Strode is. I not even just both. I think everybody listening is going to agree that although Predator and Dutch held a, uh, hold a special part in my heart because I love that whole sci-fi style. I think Laurie obviously is going to run away with this based off of prevalence, longevity, success. Mm -hmm. I mean, Dutch was great. Predator is a great character. But much like most horror or sci-fi horror, the main characters aren't often a focal point. It's really yeah. the, the antagonist. If you
1: think about how many times Laurie's come back yeah. in, this, in the Halloween franchise and not only come back but come back and be a, a stronger vengeance. character, yep. I think it's great. I mean, how many Predator movies have there been since Arnold was in the yeah. first one and how many times has Arnold come back? Yeah, no,
0: it's just that one and he's that was it. So I think it's safe to say that Laurie Strode, our one seed, is going to be taken over out dutch so if we move down from there we got our number three seed ripley from alien going against tommy jarvis from friday the 13th the sixth seed and i think this one was a little bit this one's definitely closer than
1: this one was a little harder a little um harder. i think it's i think for me it was it wasn't as easy as the as the one eight but it's still relatively easy for me just based on personal preference like i mm-hmm. love i love alien and because of that, Ripley's going to win. I, mm-hmm. Now, we obviously, in our Friday the 13th episode, I expelled my love for Tommy Jarvis. He
0: was re- rejuvenated the franchise yeah, in the middle. Yeah, I mean, he made the franchise
1: it. what it is now. But I think just as far as, again, when it comes to iconic heroes, iconic badasses, Ripley takes the cake just, mm-hmm. because, I mean, she, you know, she takes control of the situation in the first movie. She kicks the ass of the queen in the second movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just... I think she I think for me she she beats Tommy Driver's pretty handily here. Yeah, and that's kind
0: of what we were just talking about with Dutch and Predator where he was the 8 seed and kind of got easily worked because of the fact that it was just the one and done. Yeah. Whereas Alien I think is I think Alien has that higher prestige in in its catalog versus Predator. I think if you hold up those two franchises Alien takes the cake. Yeah. And because of that I think Ripley dealing with a harder task at hand or essentially a, a better villain, I think, mm-hmm. I think that gives her the edge.
1: Yeah, I mean, of the two iconic alien bad guys, alien, the xenomorph to me is better than, than predator. predator. I like Predator, but I love the animalistic, just mm-hmm. savagery that is the yeah. xenomorph. And there's
0: definitely more, it's more thought out versus like Predators, these ancient yeah. hunters. Alien, you know, transforms and injects and reproduces. And it comes from, you know, it's, I think it's more fleshed out. So I think with that, I think Alien, I think the Xenomorph being such a harder protagonist to deal with, or antagonist. Antagonist. Antagonist to deal with. I think that makes our protagonist, Ripley, a stronger candidate. Right. So with that, I would agree. I think I'm going to, I think we'll stick with that. We're going to have Ripley, the three seed, advance over Tommy Jarvis from Friday 13th. Now here's the fun matchup.
1: This is the this is some of the hardest one on this side. This of This is bracket. definitely
0: hard, and we we planned them out this way when we're like, okay, that'll be a cool matchup. We have our number four seed of Ash from Evil Dead versus our five seed R J McCreary from The Thing. So where do you stand on this one? This one was so this one was a toss up between I, us. If I
1: voted, in, so for voting on this one, I think it's really close but it does come down to rj only because i love the thing the thing is one of my favorite movies of all time I, a lot of the strength for ash uh, there's a lot of the uh, lot of the argument for ash on my, from my view is based a lot on army of darkness more yeah. so than the Evil Dead movies, mm-hmm. yep. only because I think the the most iconic things you remember Ash for come from that movie. Oh, yeah. The boomstick and, you know, that fighting the, the witch chain on, and, and, yeah, yeah, and the oh, chainsaw yeah. and everything else. So, to me, that's kind of where it lies, and the only reason he doesn't win is because of that. I mm-hmm. think that for the two real horror movies that he's in, he's, he's still cool, he's a great character, but he's a little whinier, he's a little like... Yeah, and eh, evil,
0: yeah, like, evil Dead 1, he's just kind of the he's last there. remaining yeah, person right. he's, kind he's of just there they obviously the success of it generated more and more so that way i feel like evil dead we got bruce campbell and then army of darkness we got ash mm-hmm. like there was like a distinct jump in character ash that's was a, a way to put a it. very basic character he had those funny facial expressions and he kind of it, it was a little goofy and more he campy
1: was, the way i look at it is like you just said it's bruce campbell in a sam raimi movie yeah and that's kind of what That's what Evil Dead was. So it had that Sam Raimi goofiness to it, and he plays that up really well. Mm -hmm. Whereas an Army of Darkness is more of a kick-ass action movie, and it lets, like you said, Ash kind of be Ash. This is
0: Ash, yes. So I think with that, I mean, on top of the thing just being, uh, RJ crushed it as a character Uh, in that. I mean, Kurt Russell's Kurt Russell. Yeah, I mean, Kurt Russell, ultimate badass.
1: Yeah, he's like my old guy crush, like my old guy man crush. Yeah,
0: when he comes back from being like sectioned off outside in the snow and he comes back with the dynamite ready to just blow his entire crew up. And, you know, he's the one that does the blood test on everybody and ties. Yeah. Uh, he takes on, he takes on the captain role, the hero. He is very much thing, in charge of that. He movie. wasn't
1: really the leader in the beginning. He was just the helicopter pilot. Yes. And he's the one that took charge. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, let's be honest when he pours scotch, J B scotch <laughs> of all things, into the chess-playing computer and calls it Cheap Bitch or something like that, Cheating Bitch. (laughs) I mean, you knew right then and there he was going to be the best character in the movie. Yeah,
0: so that's technically our first – that's our first upset.
1: Yeah, kind it's of. one of the, it's one of those like It's a mid, 5 over yeah, a 4. It's, 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 yeah, it's that like mid-conference upset you Yeah, know, when the AAC beats like an ACC team or yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's not but the biggest get dominated by yeah, the next team. It's
0: not the biggest surprise in the world, but It's
1: not, it's not a butler, yeah. but it's not a bad upset yeah,
0: either. Yeah. It didn't bust, it didn't completely bust everyone's bracket. It's
1: not a VCU. No. <laughs> I'm confusing people with these references because I know that most of our audience are not sports ball people. Yeah, probably not. I mean, that's not a bad thing. I'm not. No, I'm not being
0: a fan. Bad... I mean, and I I love sports, but I'm
1: a nerd when it comes to sports. I love
0: sports and March Madness is fun, but other than March, I don't watch college basketball. I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> I just like to pick brackets and gamble. <laughs> that's really all it comes down to. All right, so our last matchup for that first round this on is our the left two side, two seven matchup. This is our two seven. This is our Sidney Prescott. Another, I
1: think, another one of those. Pretty easy to determine matchups, but
0: yeah. So this is Sydney Prescott from Scream. She's our number two seed, and she's going against Kirsty from Hellraiser. Yeah, she's our seven seed.
1: I uh, think four-seven seed. She's not a bad opponent. Mm-hmm. I think she's can give Sydney a run for her money, but I don't know. How do you feel? I mean, what do you, where would you go with this I, one?
0: I mean, like we talked about with Laurie Strode and Halloween. I think she is just such an iconic role, such an iconic franchise. Now, Granted Scream does not have the lengthy catalog that Halloween or Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street does, but what Sidney Prescott does hold over is that she is in every single one of them, and she's the centerpiece.
1: She's the centerpiece of the franchise, for sure. I think, to me, she's the Laurie Strode of our generation. Yep, She's the Laurie Strode that we grew up with. Mm -hmm. It's the Um, 90s right there. Right, and and, and like we said in our horror movie, a couple of the podcasts we've done on horror movies now, She's part of the the franchise that revitalized the slasher movie. Yeah. Um. So to be honest, I mean, she's really kind of like, she's I, I wouldn't say she's as iconic as Laurie, um. But I do think she's a better main protagonist in like that makes yeah. Any sense. Yeah. No. Than I see where,
0: yeah. And that's and that's what I think too. Because so if you're going if and these aren't going against each other, but to hold in comparison, Laurie and Sydney, because they are pretty similar. For me, Laurie is constantly going against Michael Myers which is a pretty strong force Sydney, on the other hand every movie is a different killer or killers under the mask or the moniker of you know the ghost face mask
1: well that and her mother was killed so like I mean so So she's dealing with the fact that her mother was murdered and now her town's being terrorized by these mass killers and and she she is everywhere and she
0: is always just kind of in the middle of it right whether voluntarily or not I mean I'm trying to go back through all the different stories in my head but there's just so many like twists and turns and all that stuff Yeah, and and that's also one of the leg up too is I can't say Halloween isn't as I can't say Scream is better than the Halloween franchise but Scream I think quality wise and like script writing I think Wes Craven yeah. took, he took the slasher and he he molded it to a a more sophisticated level where it was an actual movie with like actual key points and twists and turns and, yeah. and it was smart versus the, the stereotypical slashers of yesterday where it was hack and slash evil guy, cool setting, can't kill him. Start. Yeah, it's
1: definitely, um, it benefits from hindsight a little bit where it can build off of the framework that a lot of these earlier movies created. Mm-hmm. And you know, that kind of helps her case because she's in a, you know, not, I want to say it's better made than Halloween, um, but it definitely benefits from more recent i mean even though it's 96 it's, you know almost yeah. 20 years ago or it is 20 20 24 years ago i can't even do math but <laughs> yeah i mean you're right i think i think there's definitely some benefits to it but yeah i think she wins this bun pretty handy. yeah this hand. is i like i said i like Kirsty i like the Hellraiser movies as far as the main character is concerned she's kind of just there to be honest with you like she, i think she was written in to be the final girl but like it's one of those things where the movie's less interesting, or at least the movie's more interesting because of the bad guys or the pseudo bad guys. Yeah, she
0: brings less to the table than the, exactly, the villain. Exactly. Exactly. So yep.
1: yeah, I think that's why I think it's why Sydney wins.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. So we just did those first matchups on the left, and we're gonna jump over to the right side now. So this is where our other one seed, Sam Loomis, is going against Tree from Happy Death Day. She is the eighth seed. I don't think there was ever discussion if Sam Loomis of wasn't going to yes. take this Sam one Loomis home. Wins
1: this one. I like the Dappy Death Day movies. I think they're really inventive. I th- I mean, I love the Blumhouse Which stuff. She's
0: a fun character. She's
1: fun. Um, she's a great a- – I mean, the actress is, is great. It's a great idea. The movie is really great in that sense too. But as far as just being an iconic hero, Sam Loomis takes the cake. Yeah,
0: I mean, we're – I feel like every single matchup we're like – well, compare this person to Laurie Strode. Compare this person. But, I mean, with Sam Loomis and Laurie Strode, you kind of have to go hand in hand because they are the same franchise. they are been there the longest. And they have com- two completely different relationships with Michael. the evil Exactly. Michael. Yep, you're right. So, I mean, I think Sam, obviously, is going to take out Happy Death Day. it be interesting to see how far he travels through this bracket. But, again, Happy Death Day. Fun movie. Fun uh, character. But you're going against the goddamn OG. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's too bad, but I mean, that's just, I mean, fortunately, Sam Lewis is Sam Lewis. Yeah, he's going to take you out. <laughs> I mean, Tree, you're lucky to even be in this bracket. Yeah, man. you're welcome.
0: Girl, <laughs> Whatever. Um, under that, we are going to our number three seed, Father Damien from The Exorcist, going against Ben from Night of the Living Dead. He's our sixth seed.
1: Yeah, this one was tough. I mean, for a three and six, this is really hard for me. Um, only because I love the character of Ben, not just because of how good of a character he was, but how much he stood for when this movie mm-hmm. was made. Um, the fact that you had a, we said this before, the fact that you had an African lead, African American lead. At that time. Uh, was at the time is, is huge. And the movie was making a statement on politics and social politics at the time i think he's, it's just he's a great character mm-hmm. but if we're talking about icons as far as horror is concerned father Damien is it's obviously going take more it yeah i mean just because the exorcist is such an iconic movie you know obviously you could kind of say i guess you could kind of say that raven is kind of a hero almost it's just yeah. being used by this evil. It's
0: it's but with that battle, it's more of like a uh inner it's, it's yeah. like uh in, in, inner battle it's, it's versus the, the priests
1: versus Pazuzu, it's versus the evil. Yeah. And Raven's just caught in the middle. And mm-hmm. I think that Father Damien is such a good character, he's such yeah. a broken character. To me, like the iconic scene with him is when he's talking to his dead grandmother mm-hmm. and she's telling him, you know, like oh your mother sucks, yeah, your mother mother sucks cock in hell. Yeah, in hell. But like to me, like just He's such, a good char- he's such a good character. He's just so yep. fleshed out, and you can see the pain in his and, eyes. And
0: you're and rooting stuff. for him the whole way through because he's doing his best right. to. Not only is he trying to like defeat one thing, but he's also trying to save another thing. Right. And he's no, also, it's it's a twofer right there. Yeah, so he's that's also, give He's him the a
1: tragic lot. character in that movie too because he ends <clears> up like taking the evil himself and killing himself to, yep. try to end the evil. So yep. and, and spoiler warning, yeah.
0: Um, and I think I think too with this this matchup, it was more of like the iconic. Movie versus the iconic role, whereas yeah. like Ben was that it's a standout role that's going to go down in time as being one of like the key moment uh, key moments in like horror cinematic history, right? And it, and it is, I and mean, it's not even that it's and gonna be a big, be. big deal, is. yeah. And then you have that being held up against one of the most iconic horror movies of all yeah, time, yeah.
1: And it's not to say that Night of the Living Dead isn't an iconic movie because I think it, it obviously generated the zombie genre, I mean, it created the zombie yeah. genre. Um, thanks. But, <laughs> but I mean, it is, it is one no, of the it's better a better example. I mean, it's a
0: giant it. giant genre.
1: But yeah, I think you're right. Whereas the sense that like you're kind of going from an iconic movie versus an iconic character in what wins yeah. that situation. I
0: think so. With that, Father Damien, the three seed, is going to take out Ben, the sixth seed. Moving on, we have our number four seed, Alice from Friday the 13th, going against our five seed, Helen from Candyman.
1: This one was tough, too, but where did you go with this one?
0: This one. This one I was leaning so this one I feel like I was like right in the middle on the edge, waiting to be pushed either way. Mm. As much as I love the Candyman series, I love the Friday the thirteenth series that much a little bit more. And I think Alice was a fun it's it's tough. Both of these seemed pretty inconsequential. They both did their job. They never really blew me away either way. Yeah. But because I liked Friday the thirteenth series more I think I was leaning more towards Alice. But I think you were on the other side of things. Yeah,
1: so I think and this is more so just because of a couple of reasons. I'm I lean more towards Helen. I think this is a close a close matchup, but I lean more towards Helen just because, like we said in the Friday, or like I said in the Friday Thirteenth episode, we did. To me, it feels like Alice. Even though she's the final girl in that movie, she really was never the. She was a established girl. hero in yeah. that movie. She just happens to be the last person alive. Mm-hmm. To me, that movie, the, the first Friday Thirteenth, even though it's iconic, it seems to me that she's just part of a group that yep. is slowly being slaughtered by and she just force. by
0: circumstances and became by circumstances, the final girl. She becomes the final girl exactly yep.
1: with Helen. She's not so much a final girl as she's... She's not even really so much as a, he, a hero. I mean, she is in the traditional storytelling sense. She's the protagonist of this movie. But she she's really kind of, again, one of those tragic heroes. For those who haven't seen Candyman, please go watch it. But mm-hmm. she's definitely, like... She she bites off more than she can chew, is the best way I can say it. She's looking into this legend of Candyman, this poor, this poor you know black guy back in the 40s 30s or 40s and he was he was killed or whatever and he was killed in a lynch mob i think, i forget exactly what happens but he's basically like a, a demon who's getting his revenge and she's re- researching urban legends and so she kind of gets wooed into his into his you know mystique when she realizes he's a lot he's real i think i think she's just a for me, it's just a, she's a better character, and it kind of comes down to the same situation we have with the same. Uh, not the same. I'm sorry, the um, Father Damien versus Ben, where Alice is kind of an iconic character from an iconic franchise. Yeah, but Helen, her movie is, is just so much more iconic. I well think. versed too. it's yeah, just I mean, more well rounded. I think. Yeah, and she's just she's that perfect Clive Barker character yep. and that's i mean Clyde barker makes some weird movies um and i think he's i think this to me i think he gets the win here more than he did for hellraiser yeah because in hellraiser like i said before the cenobites are what you really watch that movie for even though yeah. not in it for very long but that's what you're looking for but this one although candyman is really cool helen makes this movie that much, that much better, better yeah.
0: yeah and that's why i kind of we i think we agreed that helen takes out alice the four seed with Everything that you just said, Alice was seemingly a just a character who happened to be the last character versus Helen, who was like the character exactly that stuck it through and and fought through the battle. So that was why we sent Helen to the next round. So our final matchup of this elite eight, sweet yeah, elite eight, sweet sixteen, whatever. That first round, we have our number two seed, Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street going against our seven seed Chris from Get Out. So, this one was tough.
1: The, I think this one was actually a lot easier for me. For you, yeah. Um maybe maybe less so for you, but uh, the only reason and the thing is the way these guys were seeded is that you really kind of went icons higher seeds. So Nancy's obviously an icon, she's from an iconic yep. franchise. She started she started an iconic franchise. And she stuck around for she's a been bit. In a couple of them versus someone that's a little bit newer to the horror genre
0: yeah a single you know a single outing movie outing
1: but he's in a very good movie Yeah, and it kind of like it's part of that new age of horror where Mm -hmm. it's like
0: we're seeing a turn this is yeah it's not the easy way out slasher new name new face same kills it's it's smart movies, psychological
1: yeah smart smart filmmaking by a up and coming i would say up and coming director he's a great comedian yeah He's oh, an upcoming he's an up horror director. Yeah, it he's still new in His the... first movie it was a great movie. Yeah. So, it, this, I think I think it's surprising who we decided to win this matchup. But for me, it was easier to make this decision.
0: Yeah. So, obviously, like we said, Nancy, I think she does, honestly, it's going to be a bold statement, but I think Nancy does more in Nightmare on Elm Street 1 than Laurie Strode does in Halloween 1. Oh, for sure. So, I think, like, they're... they're here we go again, comparing... You know, one character to Laurie Strode, because that seems to be, like, the, the,
1: well, the standard. It's easy to do, because Laurie is like, the original screen the gold queen. gold standard, so, yeah. I mean, she's the one you got to live up to.
0: But, you know, Nancy does a little bit more in her movie. She's in both. I mean, those two are, if you throw Friday the 13th in, those are the, th- the big three right. for horror icons. And Chris, I think, though, had a much stronger struggle to get out of. And it was that weird stay. And it's kind of funny that they paired up because they're both sort of like dream states that they have to Mm -hmm. like get out of. You know, Chris is essentially being brainwashed by this family and trying to escape being.
1: Unbeknownst to him. Yeah, yeah. Until the very
0: end. He gets, you know, hypnotized by the mother and and goes to the sunken place versus Nancy is in the dream world. So it was pretty fun that those those two instances get to be held up in comparison. Right, right. I think we both agreed that, although we love Nancy, I think Chris is the stronger character yeah, of the so, two. So
1: for me, the way I look at it is this, and maybe I'm just different than everybody else. But again, Friday is one of those movies that one of those franchises they're that is built strongly on. It's 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 stronger because of Freddie. Yep. Freddy is the reason I watch those movies, yep. not the heroes. I don't. Although I like Nancy's character, I could give. Two shits about yeah. I'm not buying tickets for that. It, so I'm, I'm going to see Freddy because Freddy's a cool bad guy. Yeah, he's um, funny.
0: He's evil. You know, it's it's he's got a cool weapon of choice. Right, exactly.
1: You know? And and the way he attacks people is really cool. The other thing, the other thing that helped helped me kind of make the decision is I think Get Out is a great movie in the sense that it is relatable to a lot of people like I said before I think in our top 10 movies episode I can't necessarily relate to the exact social situation because I'm not a black guy so I don't know what it's like to be a black guy to go sit to meet white parents in a a very white situation yeah in the first you know but I can imagine it being very awkward and very weird yeah and which, what are the worst fears that could right, happen right. from this, that this, situation there's gotta be like a lot of awkward fear that's in that like mm-hmm. anybody's afraid to meet the parents the first time yeah I mean it's it, regardless, now of, add, what, regardless yeah. of what skin color you are. now old,
0: now add you know social right. constraints and to it
1: add the social aspects to it and the social problems in this country and then you you take that that's a real fear and I yeah. think that's why this movie did so well is because <clears> it really does kind of put you in a situation where you're like he really can't get out of it. Yeah. You, know, you would think, oh, j- just leave. Yeah. He can't. You can't just leave. It's yeah. He it's his, 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 his girlfriend. He thinks his, you know, he thinks yeah. the girl that he's he's in love with. Yep. And you know, he he, he can't necessarily just accuse his girlfriend's parents <laughs> being of being yeah. racist, even Mind, white people. Yeah. yeah. But Mind it gets racers. weirder and weirder throughout the weekend. And then when he finally discovers, but well, you know what the real issue is, then he's of course then of course it's like you know kind of more of a traditional match on. Movie at yeah. That point, but. Yeah, I just think as a character, he's just so much better. Yeah. I mean, he's just
0: I think he does more. Yeah, and I I you think relate he, to him.
1: You definitely you feel for him. And you're like, dude, like I, I get it. Like yeah. I, I mean I don't get it, but I get it. Like yeah. I've been in that situation kind of. Yeah. But at the same time I don't understand it from your point the of view. The full
0: extent of it, yeah. So I think I think Nancy does more. I think Chris like has to do more. Like I think Nancy physically does more stuff. I think Chris has more of a battle yeah. to, yeah. to deal I think,
1: with. Much like the scream argument is Get Out benefits from being a newer movie, so it can mm-hmm. benefit from a little bit better filmmaking qualities. Yeah. I mean, Odyssey Friday is a bad movie. I love Wes Craven. No, but it was made... But it was you know, made 30 years after that movie. After so the it fact, a yeah. Bit...
0: All right, so that's our first, our so whole first, first, first round. Big upset. That's an upset, right? there a Seven big over the two. Right. So let's jump back to the left side now. So we're going to revisit these matchups. This
1: is our one versus three seed. So man. this
0: is our one versus three seed. So we got our number one seed, Lori, versus our number three seed, Ripley. So this one might surprise people. I this, think this one. Yeah, we've been talking about it and we've been holding everybody up to the standard of Lori and what it is to be a horror queen or the main, uh, hero in the movie. But we have her going against Ripley who again is kind of on that. I mean, level of if you, if you compare Halloween as your slasher, you Have alien as your sci fi horror, those are like the number one slasher versus the number one sci fi horror. So it, yeah. it might be a one versus a three seed on paper, but it's kind of like a 1a versus a 1b, yeah.
1: In, it's, in that it, sense, it, it, it's a hard matchup. In that sense, I think for me, where the, the, the difference comes from is when I think of Lori as far as like you know, a kick ass hero, like a hero hero. I think more of the new movie. I mean, she thinks she benefits a little bit from the newest movie because she thinks she was really cool in the newest movie. Yes, um, in H two O she was pretty good. Mm-hmm. She'd be really good in the five first fifteen minutes of Resurrection. Yeah. She's pretty good. Yep. and then obviously in the first movie she's more of a hey, I'm here. <clears throat> I'm a babysitter. I don't really do much yeah. as far as like she just doesn't die. Michael. Yeah,
0: she just doesn't get killed.
1: Whereas Ripley, I mean, she's. She's the brains of the operation in the first one. She finds a way to to take care of the alien in the first movie. In the second movie, she's legitimately a kick-ass, like, get away from her, you bitch. Like she's just a badass. She she, Alien 3 hurts her a little bit because it was a bad movie. Not so much a bad character. Yeah. But that movie just wasn't. It just wasn't a good movie at all. They killed Nude off. It was just kind of a stupid movie to begin with. But the thing about Alien as a whole, as far as as far as the franchise is concerned, is that movie's kind of based around the Ripley saga, a R- Ripley narrative. As a character. Versus, As a character, yeah, because versus. even though she's not in the later movies, she's still referenced somewhat. Mm-hmm.
0: They don't just dismiss it.
1: Right. And they made a video game, which is really good, yeah. that references her family, her daughter. So I think, yeah. to me, personally, Ripley takes it, and it's crazy to say that, because I, Halloween's my favorite movie of all time. Yeah. But, and she is the gold standard. Well, One of my favorite movies of all time, because it's number two in my list. But alien's right there too number three and ripley to me as far as heroes concerned ripley's just a better hero
0: i think i think she definitely takes the cake in that badass factor i think when you think of iconic movies just in general movies i think alien is much higher than halloween is As you know horror movies are almost like the redhead stepchild of cinema where it's like anybody can make a, a horror movie. It's it's easy.
1: Oh no, I think that's definitely true. I think horror gets that rap, unfortunately, exactly. where it feels like people it's like it's like the lowest common denominator type of stuff. Even though like there are some really great thought provoking yep. horror movies.
0: But I think Alien, being that it's a sci fi horror, I think that like as a cinematic movie standpoint, it has much more relevancy overall. I think like we said, Ripley has a stronger battle from the get-go against the Xenomorph than Laurie does against Michael. And we kind of briefly touched upon this when we were doing the brackets and stuff like that. And when we had this matchup, we we briefly talked about this. You know, Laurie in Halloween, the original, was just there. Laurie in the new one is ultimate badass. Laurie in H2O was a badass. But Ripley did it on the first shot. Laurie, on her first go, was the teenage babysitter. She wasn't the badass that we kind of think of now. Yeah. Whereas be, Ripley was that the whole time. To be time honest through.
1: with you, I think if we're just, if we're looking at just first movies, Ripley. I mean, not Ripley. I'm Sorry, Laurie. Kind of like she gets lucky mm-hmm. in a way mm-hmm. because, like, she kind of. I mean, not not to say she's not like strong, but
0: she didn't do much for herself in that movie. No,
1: I mean she she she, she managed to it. avoid him like stabbing her by cutting her arm yeah you know she pokes him in the eye stabs him in the neck with a, with a, with yeah. a sewing needle and while, she kinda while she's h- hiding while you she's know, hiding or running away yeah there's no like taking <clears throat> him on until she gets to 2018 where she mm-hmm. physically or not sorry h2o then 2018 where she actually takes him on goes for it and i think that makes her a little bit stronger of a character because mm-hmm. those movies whereas ripley straight from the get-go i think like you said you know she's immediately like taking
0: attack like, mode
1: yeah and it's it's not that like it's not like she was like immediately like fighting it but like she was the smartest character in alien like she was saying we can't let you in we can't let you in we can't let you in you left the ship this is protocol yep and she, it was it was the cyborg that ends up letting him letting the alien into the ship yeah she knew she knew what was right what was wrong and then she was really the brains of that operation and she was the one that survived mm-hmm. because of that so I think for me, just going on first movies, Ripley survives because of her abilities. Laurie survives because she's lucky. Yeah,
0: yep. So I think with all that said and done, I think our I think our one seed's getting knocked out.
1: In this, yeah, I think so.
0: Yep. All right. So our number three seed Ripley is going to advance over Laurie Strode, the Scream Queen. Let's jump down. Now we are going with our five seed R J McCready for the Thing going against our two-seed, Sidney Prescott from Scream. A very interesting dynamic between these two. This is a, I feel like, a very far-ranging gap between the two, where we have Sidney, who is in that New Age Slashers, versus RJ, who is in almost like that Alien-style sci-fi, horror, all-time classic.
1: I mean, one of the first movies to use some excellent, like, Practical and practicals, effects, yep. yeah, and, and this is—I
0: mean—the thing is a is a standalone one movie. Scream is a series. Mm-hmm. Scream just, is from Wes Craven. You know, the, the thing, thing is, is John, Carpenter. John Carpenter. So it's, yeah, it's, definitely it's got a, a lot of dynamics there.
1: Yeah, it is. It is I think it was a it was a closer battle, but I think for me, it still kind of was easier to make the decision.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I think I mean so, like we talked about in the. When we did RJ versus Ash. RJ took over the lead. He wasn't supposed or you know, in the story he was supposed to be, but in the actual movie from circumstances, he wasn't supposed to be the the leader. He kind of took the role upon himself. Sydney was kind of always in that role. She was pretty much the main focal point from the get-go. And for whatever reason, the different ghost faces and stuff like that, the characters always revolved around her. And she had to again, like we're it sounds like we're kind of rehashing the same stuff, but she had to not only like battle and fight these villains, but she had to work on like solving the mystery of who they were and very Scooby Doo esque, like who's under the mask and stuff versus RJ who is more just on one standing had to defeat the thing. And and also what you have to look at is is spoiler warning uh, Sydney wins three times. RJ loses one. I mean,
1: well, I mean, I lo-
0: he dies. He doesn't lose, but he dies. Yeah, you, or, know,
1: you don't really know who wins or loses. Yeah, but he definitely doesn't win. He definitely doesn't. He doesn't, get, yeah. he doesn't. He doesn't get away. Yeah. Um, I think part of the problem is that obviously the bad guy he's fighting is not only the alien life form, mm-hmm. but. Paranoia and everybody else. And you don't know who who is who and that that kind
0: of of balances out too with Scream because, like, in Scream, you don't know who. You you don't,
1: but it's a human. Yeah, it's like you can see the bad guy in that movie for the most part. You can fight the bad guy, Mm -hmm. whereas in The Thing, you really can't. This one was kind of hard. This was almost a toss up for me. Yeah. I really wanted to go RJ McCready just because I love The Thing so much, but I couldn't let the love of a movie kind of sway. Yeah, Trump it over. Hero. So I think for my my vote was that Sydney wins this yeah, this Yeah, and, and
0: I think so too. I think the fact that Sydney has gone through four movies now, uh, taking on whoever decides to don the mantle Soon of Ghostface, so it'll be five. Woo! I thought I didn't think they were gonna make that one once um, uh, once so Wes Craven passed away, because originally it was supposed to be a four, five, and six. We're gonna be another trilogy, yeah. And I think they scrapped that idea. And now Maybe they're just away, now yeah. they're just going on five, but or. Yeah, they just started on five again. But yeah, I think I think Sydney's the right call here. I think what she goes through every time. I mean, she is a ultimate badass and all these. She's always like cut up and shot and beat up and taken around, and she always just comes back swinging. And I love RJ as well. I love the thing, but I think what it comes down to is when we hold all those comparisons up, I think it comes down to the fact that Sydney's won multiple times, right? And and not just like I mean in one and two, there's two killers, so that's almost like four wins in out of two. So we're gonna give Sydney the win. The two seed Sydney is over RJ, the five seed. So let's jump over to the right side now. We have our number one seed Sam Loomis going against the three seed Father Damien. Mm. This is the uh, elder battle.
1: Yeah, this is actually kind of a unique battle in the sense that, like, you know, you've got a couple older elder statesmen yep. of the uh, horror genre, mm. and um...
0: they're both. I mean, they're both essentially going against these—you don't want to say like mythical beasts, but you know, the as Sam Loomis says, the darkest eyes, the devil's eyes. They're both going against very yeah de- against demonic like be evil. yeah demonic yeah. beings. I think with this one, <clears throat> again, this is tough because it's—they're I mean, both such iconic roles. I think I'm personally—I think I'm leaning towards Loomis, and I know he's our one seed. I know he's the strong one. I just think the way he. The way he carried Halloween 1 and 2, and I I think he was, if you want to compare him versus Laurie, I think Loomis does more to fend off Michael than Laurie does. Yeah, I think he, it gives, he has a stronger I, foot to stand this
1: on. This one isn't nearly as hard for me as it is probably for you. Loomis wins this one by miles, and only because, again, not to say that The Exorcist is a bad movie. It's a singular movie. Doc, uh, father Damien is in this movie he's like you know he's the tragic hero but he's got one movie and yeah it's boom boom one and done great stuff in and out thanks Tom Sam Loomis is played by an iconic actor he's he carries he really carried the Halloween series throughout I mean yeah. I, I carried it more than Lori did I mean yeah. Lori was brought back in as like fan service down the road but Loomis is is the one he I mean he was in every single one outside of three and seven eight and the newest one yeah until he passed away so I mean like Loomis is just like when you think really to me it's 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 Michael versus Loomis for the first five couple movies. movies yeah yep I mean Laurie is definitely like the main bad the main she's protagonist. kind of the bait yeah in a, in a way yeah in a way she kind of is but yeah Sam I mean. Kind of like Ripley, like when you think of Halloween franchise, Sam Loomis, besides Michael Myers, is he's the protagonist you think about. That's yep. the kind of theme that you're going off of. All right,
0: so we're gonna go Sam Loomis, the one seed over the three seed. Yeah, pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> so now this is an interesting one. We have our five seed Helen from Candyman, who kind of limped out of that matchup yes. against Alice. Yeah, that was a tough was kind matchup. Kind of like whoever, whatever. And then we have our seven seed Chris, who. Upset Nancy as the two seed. So mm-hmm. again, this is a strain. I, I think I'm more on the side that you were for the last matchup. I don't think this one's close for me.
1: Um, it, it's a little bit closer for me. Like I said before, I like Helen, but I think that's more of just I think like I've said before it's more because I like the movie mm-hmm. and I can't let it cloud how good of a character Chris is. I think Chris comes from a great movie. But he's just a better, more fleshed out character than even than Helen is. Yeah. And to be honest with you, as far as protagonists are concerned, I think this is where Helen kind of got lucky in the first round, is that she's really not much of a hero, more so of just like the she's a protagonist. Yep. And she's the character that, you know, although you feel for her because everyone thinks she's crazy by the end of the movie, I do think that. You know she really doesn't do anything heroic till the very end. Yeah, Chris is again like a, a, reg, a regular a dude, regular guy who has to push through an extraordinary uh, situation by the end of the movie, and I think just comes out on top. And I think he's just a better character because of it. So yeah, I do think he upsets um, Helen in this round.
0: Yeah, I think Chris is is moving on to the final four. That's I mean, and like I said, I didn't think it was for me. It was as <laughs> yeah yeah it wasn't as close for me because like we said, Alice against Helen. That was kind of like a who cares. It was a throw up. Either way, it was eh, they're probably not going to advance anyways. Chris versus Nancy was a huge upset, but Chris, the character, is amazing. So, yes, I think he passes through Helen with ease. Moving on, we're going to go back over to that left, left side, and we have our number three seed, Ripley, going against our two seed, Sydney. This
1: is our first Final Four matchup. This is
0: our first Final Four, and this is where we actually stopped. So... Previously, before we started the podcast, we had placed our one through eight seeds. We had gone through those first two rounds and talked it out a little bit. But now this is where we're going to kind of on air live go through these last three matchups. So Ripley versus Sydney, two very different (laughs) movies. We got the classic quintessential slasher with a little bit of, you know, smart writing. Versus the ultimate sci-fi horror. Yep. This one's tough. I think if you're looking at just straight up, like who's the more badass hero, I think Ripley takes that because Sydney is more of just your girl next door. Mm -hmm. I think that Sydney has probably gone through more emotionally with her mom dying. And just because of the, the longevity of the occurrences from her mom dying to Scream I mean, one, two, three, four. Being
1: away from your family in, in the depth of space yeah, for months at a time can but, be pretty hard. But she also signed up for that. Yeah, I could, that see, aspect. I could see that. So point she kind of already, that, that fear was
0: kind of like going to be there regardless. And it only lasted the length of the movie versus the Scream franchise, which is you know gone through how however many years True. at this you're right. point i
1: mean in every movie ripley kind of i mean it's, i was at a three she kind of signs up for it yeah so yeah you're right i could see that
0: but that's just one aspect of it uh what are you thinking were you i mean this these is ones? really hard this because is a tough to one. me these they're are both examples
1: of strong female characters strong female leads strong leads in general uh, as far are... as horror movies, I look at Scream as more of a straight up horror movie. Yep. What a Scream franchise, whereas I look at Alien as like a sci-fi horror. So I guess mm-hmm. if you wanted to take kind of that into, into into account in the sense that Aliens is an action movie with horror elements. Yep. And Alien is a horror, horror movie with sci-fi elements. Yep. Scream is a straight up horror movie all the way through. Yep. Um and it's a smart horror movie because it plays on the tropes and it and it kind of cuts them down so this is really hard I don't know I'm if I had a vote I would probably vote Sydney over Ripley in that's this, and this honestly matchup.
0: that's that's where I was going going to and I figured I was saving that because I was like I think we'd have to battle Seamus on this because I know uh, how much he I, loves I, Alien I, I,
1: although I want to go Ripley I think you made some really really strong points I think the fact that Sydney is dealing with a situation where she had no control over it she had not signed up for it she didn't mm-hmm. want it I mean her mother dying is a huge, that's just the start it's just a start um, and then having to deal with psychotic individuals in the community <laughs> from she lives in. they're dressing up like ghosts killing people. Yeah. And they murdered Drew Barrymore because they're crazy. But yeah. yeah, I mean I yeah, I think just because of that, I think th- that those are really two strong points you made. And I, I don't think it was hard for me to really argue against it. So
0: all right. So I'm plugging her in. Our number two seed, going, Sydney, is going to half the, finals. Of the final matchups. Going to the finals. Sydney. So this next matchup is, is again venturing. Too.
1: this is a very big one.
0: Very interesting. So we have our number one seed, Sam Loomis. Versus our seven seed Chris from Get Out, doctor versus patient, essentially.
1: Yeah, in a way. There's
0: a lot of psychology in both of these. It's pretty funny. It's pretty interesting how some of these matchups ended up like coming through. Where this is a very both British psychological, actors. yeah, psychological aspect Two completely different things. I'm sure that uh, Jordan Peele is a, a student of the Halloween franchise. He, I would assume he, so. I mean, he had the intro of this movie was the uh, character walking down the street, which was very like Halloween reminiscent when it was like small town. It was showing one of the other buddies when he got abducted for yep. the run rabbit run song. Yep. And that had a very strong Halloween feel for me. So this one's tough. I mean, Loomis is iconic. He is the ultimate OG <laughs> of, of horror franchises. he's, he's, that one-two punch we always say laurie strode and michael myers but i think it's really like we talked about i think it's sam loomis versus michael myers then you have chris who can't really identify with the how much of a struggle he went through to get to the point where he did to get out of the madness of his girlfriend's parents house so i personally i think i think i'm leaning towards the end of the upset I think Sam Loomis is going to take it from Chris. I think you and I Chris. are not going to have
1: to battle as much shit as we wanted to. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think this is where the 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 magical run. And yeah, uh, I think of the Chris Cinderella is a story. great character. Don't get me wrong. I think Chris is one of the best new age recent horror heroes. Uh, you know, I think he comes from a really smart movie, really smart place. But unfortunately, when it comes to iconic hero characters, I'll say it again. If it comes down to that, you, nothing beats the i. how iconic Sam Loomis is and what Sam Loomis represents to the horror movie genre. So I think yeah, I think without a doubt Sam eeks. I don't don't wanna say I don't want to say like it was a blowout, but he definitely he's definitely got Chris's number in this game and I think I think he takes it. So Debbie Down to a Sydney and Sam Loomis. A two seed championship game. Two seed versus the one seed. Which makes a lot of sense.
0: (laughs) This is tough. This is where we are definitely gonna be have to like we're gonna be splitting hairs at this end.
1: Yeah, this one's gonna come down to a coin flip, <laughs> like, in, in a way. Like I maybe mean, maybe not literally, but yeah, like, but essentially
0: that that's the thoughts of it. So I mean, we've already said our piece on both of these characters. Yeah, I think
1: at this one we just kind of kind of vote and kind of throw it down and see what happens. I think for me, and I'll, I'll go first just because I think I'll let you kind of be the decider. Oh boy. I have to go with my favorite, my favorite of the two movies, and it's Halloween. So to me, Sam Loomis is the winner, only because I don't think he's any less like I don't think I don't think Sydney's any less iconic than Sam Loomis. Mm-hmm. But I think as far as horror, if you take horror as, as a whole, he was at the very beginning. He's the one that kind of created the wise old protagonist, like the Mr. Miyagi of the horror genre. I think he kind of. He created the landscape that allowed someone like Sydney to become a great character. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not I'm not saying that because you know it's not one of those things like oh it's an old guy or yeah, a yeah. young woman or anything like that. I'm not saying that. I think Laurie opened up the doors as far as strong female characters are concerned, but as far as opening the door for what Sydney could eventually be, the the pilot of, mm-hmm. um, you needed you, you needed Halloween. So I think I think just because of those reasons, I gotta go Sam Loomis.
0: Yeah. So for my so I think this is, we're gonna keep. It's tough. My counter to like a to negate a little bit of Sam Loomis is that Lori Strode is there. Whereas I think Sydney I think the difference how do I word this? In Halloween, I mean you have you have Lori and Sam, who are a pretty good like one two punch versus Michael. Whereas in Scream you have Sydney who's the number one punch and then you have like a mix match bag of random characters of like you got Gale Weathers and 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 yeah. whatever the other not Doofy, but the the guy that Doofy plays in Scary Movie. Um, <laughs> yeah,
1: D- David Arquette's David, character, which
0: he was actually uh, Doofy. Doofy was, Doofy was at uh, Spooky Empire's last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that that's my one thing too. Whereas it's like I feel like Scream is more Sydney Ghostface than Halloween is Loomis versus Michael. Which I agree it more is, but Lori is still there.
1: But I'll bring it back to That's the fact t- that I don't think Lori is much of a Factor. A, a opponent to Michael. Yeah, no, she's definitely not. She's she's there, and she's being hunted by Michael. And yeah. even like, if we take just the first movie and go with that, there wasn't even the established idea that she was his sister. She was just a random person, person that happens mm-hmm. to be in his sights. So to me, it's still very much a Sam versus yeah. Michael. If you're taking the whole franchise as a whole, yeah, you're right. Lori's definitely a part of it. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think. and Plus, you get look at the idea that look at the opponents. You compare Michael hard, You versus, really can't compare Michael yeah. to high school kids.
0: And and Sam and Sam to his benefit. This will help your point is Sam knows the evil at hand. Yeah, he and kinda, he still runs into the fire. Yeah, he versus, knows he knows what he's getting into. Versus but. Sydney, who is more or less attacked, defended. She goes on the attack a little bit on the offense as well, but she doesn't. I mean, she knows she's up against humans. Whereas right. Sam Loomis knows he's up against pure evil. Right. So, that's, I, think so I think I I think I talked myself into <laughs> your side. <laughs> I think we can uh, etch this one down as, you think? I think, our number one horror hero, who actually from the get-go was a one seed,
1: Sam Loomis, our
0: ultimate A1 seed one. I mean, we had a lot of, I mean, if you look at our final four, we had a three, a two, a one, and a seven. Yeah, I mean, I think we did a good job of kind good of diversifying it. it a little bit.
1: Yeah, it was pretty good job seeding it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know how much more we can really say about these characters. I think it kind of worked out the way I expected it to. Um, I'm a little surprised Sam is actually the winner, not because like I voted for him or I didn't, I, I, I wasn't gonna vote for him, but I think it's like. I kind of expected a couple of other characters on there to surprise maybe a little bit mm-hmm. I, between, I, the two, between both of our uh, opinions and, yeah. and tastes and that sort of thing. But
0: so now looking back at it, the one thing that I am surprised we didn't flip and it's funny because she made it to the end is Sydney is I was kind of thinking RJ over Sydney that five over, over the two in the beginning that's our bracket. That's what we ended up with.
1: Yeah, that's kind of how the cookie crumbles, I like guess.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that was fun. This one will definitely yeah, be a cool. revisited a cool idea. idea of talking through different characters. Next time, maybe we'll do... I mean, just straight-up movies. We might do directors. We might do maybe styles of movies, maybe think, villains. Well, the maybe next time we do
1: this, we'll definitely be, like, In a, March. A March Madness one. I think we'll do a full 64 bracket. Oh,
0: jeez. And we'll break it up I into, mean, it like, won't multi-episodes. Be like,
1: yeah, we won't be... Yeah, or we just won't do, like, long discussions. But just yeah, going to we'll, run through our We'll just our say, picks. this person wins, this and person we'll, wins. And then we'll discuss, like, the top... Like we, did the, like, we did here. We'll discuss, like, the top... Like, the sweet 16 or the, or the elite 8 or something like that. But... I was thinking we do horror directors, but we can talk about that down the road because, you know, we got get, time. We got a couple months. <laughs> yeah. So next week we it is Christmas. We are going to do our best to get a, a, an episode recorded. I don't know if things come up, we may not be able to, but we will try our best. We don't really have anything planned for it. I don't think.
0: Yeah the the plan the plan now is to record at some point next week. But Thursday but, is Christmas Eve. But Friday's yeah, Christmas. But it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. So we may in fact, skip that or we may we may record at a random time and release it during the weekend or something like that. Yeah. Um we had tossed around the idea of (laughs) wrangling whatever whatever family members come down. We were thinking of wrangling them up for like a live horror trivia. And test their knowledge. See where they're at. Um we had talked about potentially doing one more killer review because there were so many fun looking Christmas movies. And Kevin Kevin has told me, has, he Kevin told me the to other day that.
1: that he wants to be on another episode. So, so we'll definitely
0: do that. So we are going to do our best to bring an episode. However, well, we'll time will tell? We'll we'll keep you posted on the socials, but time will tell. I know it's going to be a very busy week for everyone. Yeah,
1: it's not going to be easy.
0: So we'll, uh, we'll, up, we'll keep you all updated. And other than that, I think that's all we got for yeah, this week. That's
1: all we got. All right. Well, I got. Well, I'm speaking for you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Until then, this is Nick. And this is Seamus. Happy Haunts and Merry Christmas. oh. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, 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 ho.